Hey, 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 welcome back. It's another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my co-host, Joey Moore. Uh, we're back for one more AFC preview pod uh, before we get to the big one where we cover uh, Joey's favorite team, the Niners, my favorite team, the Vikings, and my brother's favorite team, the Seahawks. That's the big one next week. But this week, we got to plow through the AFC North and AFC West. Um Two divisions that I don't think are getting as much respect as maybe they should. I think these are probably two of the best divisions in football. Last year, everybody and their mother thought it was going to be AFC West was like one of the best divisions in the history of football. It didn't end up that way. This year, I think it's flying a little bit under the radar. I also think the North may actually be one of the two best divisions in, in the NFL as well. So excited to get to it, Joey. But first, before we get to the AFC North, we got to talk about what happened down here in L.A., man. You were texting me about it. People were like, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, it's just a little bit of rain. It was actually pretty wild because there was a hurricane thrown in, or a hurricane and an earthquake thrown in at the same time. It was uh, rocking and rolling down here for a good, you know, 20, 30 seconds. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, hurricane and earthquake at the same time. It's like a, it's like a bad movie, man. California panics a lot quicker than uh, other people around the country because we don't get it too often um, mm-hmm. as often as other people. Uh, yeah, I was texting you. I remember when we had like the worst winter ever, you know, relative out here. Like it was the most rain. Like, it was the most rain since like 18, whatever. <laughs> the year started with an 18, not even, not a 20, not a 19. It was 18 something. <laughs> um, how much rain we had. And like, I was freaking out. I was just like, we're going to flood. This whole thing's going to go under. And like, I bet most of the country calls that like a, a Tuesday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw some pictures. It looked, uh, it was wet. The, the local news was just like, just insanity. Like they, it was almost like they were getting old local reporters out of retirement, like batting down the hatches. We need everybody. I, it was, it was absolutely nuts, man. Um, and it really didn't end up being, I mean, the earthquake was a 5.1 and it definitely, I was sitting on the couch and Jamie was at her, uh, her workstation out in the living room and bam, it like shook us really good once. And I was like, Oh shit. And then like literally an hour and a half later is when the eye of the storm went over LA and it was a ton of, ton of rain. I was like, Oh, this actually didn't end up being that bad. I wake up the next morning. We went on a walk to like, go get some breakfast. And I was like, Oh shit. There's a lot of people in our neighborhood without water. Uh, there was like knee-high water on Melrose, which is like a, a block away from where we live. And I was like, okay, we got pretty lucky. We never lost power. We never lost water. But I just had to bring that up, man. It was wild to have the first hurricane in Southern California in like 80 years and a simultaneous earthquake. But uh, we fought through it. and We're going to be all right. Uh, pretty wild situation down here, but let's head over to the AFC North. Let's just get started. Last week we ran a little long uh, with the pod, and we want our listeners to um, not have to just listen to us drone on and on. Let's just plow right into it. AFC North. Let's plow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want winners. I don't know why, but Mike Singletary's been in my head a lot lately. Like Every time I see someone acting a fool, I'm just like... I want to go full Mike Singletary on him. I want winners. I want players who want to win. Like, miss that guy. Now the Niners are run by, like, competent individuals. I miss those days. I like the can't do it more than the... (laughs) Can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Uh, his hat was off. He looked looked drained. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, he was always pretty swole, too, like, on the sideline. I remember thinking, man, he could probably still play linebacker if you didn't have Willis and Bowman already. Um, all right, AFC North. Let's get into it. Um, anything in the AFC North has to start with Cincinnati. Uh, they've won the division back-to-back years. Uh, they have the best quarterback in the division, maybe second or third best quarterback in the NFL. Um, it's Burrow and Taylor again. Everybody knows my thoughts on Zach Taylor. Um, I have a little bit more respect for him going into this season with the job he did last year in the face of some injuries and adversity uh, than I did in 2021 where it was literally just Burrow and Chase carrying him uh, to that point. But last year, 2022, seventh on offense, fifth on defense. Uh, They added Orlando Brown to be their starting left tackle. They really needed O-line help last year, and they need it again this year. And uh, I think that's a big add to them. Um, They obviously have Chase Higgins and Boyd. I mean, that's as good as a one, two, three, as I've seen in the NFL in a long time at the wide receiver position. 
They added former Viking Irv Smith at tight end. Joe Mixon is still there. Apparently, he was about to be cut or waived and agreed to a pay cut, so it will be Mixon again. Smart move. Yeah, smart move with the way the running back market is. Um, They were 29th in rushing last year, so they're going to need more from Mixon this year than they got from him last year. Um, And then on defense, 23rd ranked pass defense in 2022, but they replaced both safeties. So, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the rookie DE, uh, Miles Murphy, and second-year safety Dax Hill to improve that pass defense that was a bit of a sieve last year. Um, But it all goes through Burrow. It all goes through Zach Taylor. And uh, I have them going 12-5 and this year. Where do you have the Bengals at? Same. I love Cincinnati. I loved them last year. Um, I think when we did the the playoff preview, I had them winning the Super Bowl, right? Or, yep, over yeah. the Niners. Yeah. Uh, I love Cincinnati. I think I think Joseph Lee Burrow is a, a rock star. Um, I love him. Twelve and five. I I I I, I don't know if we're doing season predictions. Probably will in a couple weeks here. I I probably haven't gone far. I yeah. I love him. The only You've thing, like you said, the only thing they, I mean, they're there. They have, I mean, weapons everywhere. I think their defense is, is, uh, is a lot better than people think. Um, the only thing that's ever been, if they could keep, if they could keep Burrow upright. And like you said, Orlando Brown's a huge ad, especially getting him from Kansas city. You know, they lose a guy, you know, top of the AFC food chain. You mm-hmm. sign him. Um, yeah, no, I, I love Cincinnati. The only thing is just keeping, like I said, keeping him healthy, keeping his appendix right, keeping his calf, whatever it is. <laughs> it's something every training camp with uh, Mr. Burrow. But, no, I I fully expect them to – to uh, a tough AFC North. This is a damn good division, but I expect them to go 12-5. and, five and Yeah, we'll get into it. It's a, it's a very good division. But I think last year you were as pro-Cincinnati as anybody. Um, and this year, you know, confident in him again. I think the deciding factor for you and for a lot of people is – the contract for Burrow isn't insane yet. Like this is the last year of the, he's still on a very affordable deal. So it's like that roster is much more stacked than like a Buffalo who's now paying, you know, Josh Allen over the next few years, 50 plus million. I saw this on the uh, internet. Uh, I forgot where I got it, but uh, they were 11 and 0 when they scored 21 points. Mm -hmm. Um, That sounds about right. They were like well below 500 in games. They didn't. So, um, they get 21, which their offense should get to 21. They should be pretty good. Yeah. That uh, defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, and his, uh, this is going to be his third season in a row where he's kind of flying under the radar. And Zach but... Taylor's got to be doing something right. Yeah. I, I was it's... like you, like, I don't know. Is he just like another, like, just fancy, like, oh, let's just hire the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator from one of these, you know, Shanahan, McVay, whoever. But, I mean – I know he's got Joe Burrow, but I mean, I I, I like to give Andy Reid credit, even though he's got Mahomes, and I I have to give him credit. Yeah, I think we've all done a little bit of a 180 on Zach Taylor going into the Super Bowl in 2021. I was like, is this the worst head coach ever to appear in a Super Bowl? And now I have to eat crow because, I mean, this is the third year in a row where they're a top AFC contender. Uh, So we both have Cincy going 12-5. and I have them winning the division. However, I have them winning the division on a tiebreaker with Baltimore, who I also have going 12-5. and It's Lamar Jackson again. He's back. He got the contract situation dealt with. Uh, John Harbaugh back for, gosh, it's got to be his 16th season, I believe, there in uh, Baltimore because he started in, what would that be, 08? Yeah, this is 16th season. Um, Last year they were 19th on offense, but obviously Lamar was hurt for, um, I believe, five or six games, and they were third in scoring defense. So um, a great defensive unit year after year. I believe four out of the last five years they've been in the top five in scoring defense. Um, the big reason that I have them going 12-5 and five is Greg Roman is out and Todd Munkin is in. Uh, from all reports at camp, um, including this great article I read the other day by the beat reporter there for The Athletic, um, that offense is going to be almost identical to the offense Lamar Jackson ran at Louisville uh, when he won the Heisman Trophy. It is going to be a run-and-gun offense. It is not going to be the Greg Roman plotting, only throw it to the tight end offense. Uh, Things are going to get turned loose, and because of that, um, guys like OBJ, who's on a one-year deal, Zay Flowers, the rookie who looked awesome in the Monday Night Football game yesterday. I love Zay Flowers. I mean, I have high hopes for Baltimore, 12-5. and Is that too high? Where do you have them? That's too high for me. I just, I just don't. I have no confidence Lamar's going to stay healthy for seventeen weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I do like the offensive coordinator hire. I think John Harbaugh is a, you know, damn good coach. But, uh, like, Odell's coming off an injury, too. Like, is he – is mm-hmm. what's he going to look like? Their defense is not good. Um, it was, like, it – they blew some leads It was, a, it was last lucky year. last year for sure. Like, I – yeah, I, I, they did just sign Clowney. So, hopefully, maybe for them that, that helps them in their pass rush. But, um, yeah, I just – I've never been, you know, the biggest – you know, Ravens guy with Lamar. I mean, I, I love Lamar, you know, as a teammate and stuff. But, I, I mean, we'll see if he does well with them trying to throw the ball more. I, I don't mm-hmm. – like, I, I just I – ha- I have to see it right now. It doesn't – it doesn't – because I, I believe they've had good enough receivers and good enough offensive talent. I just – you know, I mean, wasn't he super tight with Hollywood Brown and, and, and he's like, <laughs> I don't want to play here anymore. Like, mm-hmm. they just don't it, – it hasn't – I haven't seen it. Um, I have them going ten and seven. Um, still a good, decent season, ten and seven. But um, no, I don't have. I think twelve and five is a little bit rich. For so, me. so I think yeah, you're definitely down on the defense. Last year the defense was twenty sixth in passing yards allowed. So that is definitely a they have big a good concern. player. I mean, Marlon Humphrey's a darn good corner. Uh, I I don't think they re-signed Marcus Peters. He might no, be. it's it's Williams and Stevens on the back end. Um, yeah. So it's like not it's there's worry there both on performance and injury. I think they'll have a good pass rush. I think Roquan Smith. I mean, he's last year he's an absolute beast. Uh, they gave him a huge contract. He needs to keep playing at that level to to be worthy of that contract, which kind of set the market for linebackers. Um, but the reason I believe, like I said, is that offense. I watched yesterday, and Josh Johnson made that offense look really good, especially Zay Flowers. I'm like, what is Lamar? Zay do? Flowers is uh, he? Oh. I was I was uh, I was high on him coming out of the draft. I thought, I mean, he's more than just a little, you know, diminutive, uh, you know, s- screen catching receiver. Like, I mean, he mm-hmm. can really play, and uh, um, he might. He honestly might be their number one receiver right off the bat. I think so too. I I picked him in fantasy in my first draft of the year yesterday. I, yeah, he's. I really like him. Yeah, so I'm high on Baltimore. If they can stay healthy, I mean, they should win at least ten games. But again, I don't think Lamar can has shown he can stay healthy. Um, plus, I just I'm not sold on the whole contract thing. I just something was weird, and they just gave him every like. I was just like, I wonder if there's some residual like feelings. Uh, I don't know. Either way, doesn't sound Especially like it. Especially with him like, being unavailable. For he sounds a really happy. Games. He sounds like him and Mon- uh, Todd Munkin are getting all along. He's like, oh yeah, he's he takes my input on the plays and everything. Which is, I mean, I just have to see it. And I think yeah, they're in a tough, tough division. Yeah, I like their schedule the way it breaks for them to start hot. I mean, they play with Houston at home to start the season, so I'm like, okay, W. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looking, I actually didn't give the the numbers here. Cincinnati's over under is eleven and a half, and they're plus one sixty to win the division. Baltimore's over under is nine and a half shaded way to the over, or ten and a half uh, shaded way to the under. They're plus two twenty five to win the division. Kind of like that plus two twenty five to win the division for Baltimore, given that I have them tying with Cincinnati. I did have Cincinnati with the tiebreaker on conference record since they split uh, the games in my sim. Um, so for me, that's kind of the clear one-two in the division. I think there's a lot of people who maybe think Baltimore is closer to the Pittsburgh-Cleveland tier, um, but I have them head and shoulders above that tier. Uh, let's go to Cleveland next. Cleveland's over/under set at nine and a half. Um, they're plus three forty to win the division. That's their longest odds in a while. Um, this is a team that is basically Deshaun Watson or bust. Um, if he's a great player again, the way he was 2017 to 2020 for Houston, uh, they are probably an AFC contender. If he is what he was last year, uh, rusty and ineffective, it's going to be a very long season there in Cleveland. Uh, last year behind Jacoby Brissett uh, and a slew of other guys uh, eventually culminating in uh, Deshaun Watson. They were 18th on offense, uh, 20th in defense. Basically, it's all about Deshaun. I believe they have, obviously, an elite running back in Chubb, elite O-line, I would say above-average pass catchers. Uh, The question is just, you know, can Stefanski resurrect Watson or is he cooked? Uh, I mean, he's got all the pieces on offense to succeed. I think they added Elijah Moore, who I think is a very underrated player. Um, It's all there for Cleveland. The roster is good. Can Deshaun come back? I have them going 9-8. and Uh, I think they missed the playoffs just narrowly. Uh, where do you have Cleveland finishing? 
Well, maybe we will disagree because I have them going six and eleven. Okay, well, there's a big one. I I think Kevin Stefanski's a pretty betting favorite to be the first coach fired this year, and I don't even think it's his fault. Um, Deshaun Watson was bad last year, and mm. I, he just hasn't played. And just I don't know. There's there's just a stink with that whole thing, and I, I just I don't I'm not gonna say it's like karma or anything. I just there's there still seems like a cloud hanging cloud hanging over their team. I I mean they do have a damn good running back, a damn good offensive line, but like I it, it should have looked better last year, and mm-hmm. um yeah no I, I they got no help in the draft this year because because they gave the their entire franchise to uh, Houston. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only positive thing I could say about them right now is Dorian Thompson Robinson looked damn good. Oh my gosh, that's like, the story. I was of the just pre-season. like, I was just like, kind of like, uh, kind of like, like Jimmy in, in Vegas. I'm like, Aiden O'Connell looks uh, pretty good. Jim better stay healthy. And uh, Deshaun, I'm like, if you don't uh, figure it out quick, this guy looks well. He can play. Like, and that's another example of like you were saying with Purdy, like Dorian Thompson Robinson played like 60 games in college. So yeah, of course he's going to be competent. Yeah, I like part of me. I mean, it would never happen because of the money in the contract. But like part of me is like, I really hope he he uh, he, uh, you know, wins the job, which he won't because, again, the money. But look at their schedule. I mean, to start uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. I know Tennessee, you know, they're still trying out Ryan Tannehill. But like Vrabel and the boys ain't a pushover. Baltimore Niners. OK, they got the Colts. Then Seattle. Like, I mean, it's a how many of those spot. do they win? And then, like, again, it's, it's, say they're – say they're, okay, they probably beat the Colts. Maybe they beat Tennessee. Maybe they beat Pittsburgh. That's in Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Like, tough game. Uh, it, it's an I mean, if they're like two and five schedule. to start, I mean, yeah, and then, okay, they get at Seattle. That's a L. Okay, they get Arizona at home. That's a win. But then at Baltimore, Pittsburgh – like Denver should be better. My whole thing at is at the end of the so, season they have Rams, Bears, and Texans, like in a four week stretch. I think that's what happened. Was I had them at like five and seven, and then they finished. Uh, what would that be? Four and one in their final five games. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll probably be eliminated pretty early. I just think it's a soft ending to the schedule. Hopefully, at that point, Stefanski. But maybe there. Maybe that's fired. my hot, maybe that's my hot take. Yeah, I, I'm. You are way. I honestly feel like sometimes people have forgot about the Browns, but I'm like, I, I don't. It was ugly last year. And I, you can get Cleveland under nine and a half minus one fifty. That sounds like a Joey Moore hmm. bet of the week right there. Hmm. Very intriguing to him. He's going to pull up his phone right now and see if he can get a little bit of that. Uh, the defense there for Cleveland, Jim Schwartz is in as their D coordinator. Um, they added Dalvin Tomlinson from the Vikings, safety Juan Thornhill. Um, I think it's a good unit, obviously, if if Miles Garrett stays healthy and doesn't hit people in the head with a helmet. He's probably a candidate for defensive player of the year every year he's healthy. He reminds me kind of of um, like Alden Smith for the Niners in like 2011, 2012, where like one guy is so disruptive that the whole defense becomes an elite unit despite – Probably not having, you know, elite guys at every level. But I think Cleveland's defense is going to be very good. Probably the best in the division. But the offense is, it is a little suspect if you don't have any confidence in your quarterback who's played, what, five games in the last three years at this point. So um, it's all about Watson in Cleveland. I have Cleveland going 9-8, and eight, uh, kind of backing into a winning record there. Joey has them at 6-11. and 11. I'm just looking at their depth chart. They had... Uh... According to ESPN, they got Dorian Thompson Robinson as the fourth QB. I'm like, how's that possible? <laughs> no, he is ahead of Kellen Mond. I can tell you that right now. And Josh Dobbs. And he should be ahead of Dobbs as well. Of all the players I've seen this preseason, he, he has got to be the most impressive. He made you know, the uh, Hall of Fame game like a little something. And uh, he was on Hard Knocks the week later because they played against uh, the yeah. Jets. And Aaron Rodgers was just, you know absolutely I know just good guy Aaron like, Aaron's like oh he's my guy I just love him just you know west coast guy you know <laughs> he's like dude is a beast and he was right I mean really impressive from Robinson I think he should be the second string quarterback entering the year and if Watson gets off to a slow start yikes um Pittsburgh the last team in the AFC North for us to go through I don't think anybody has them making the playoffs um they're over under is eight and a half they're plus 475 to win the division um 
Obviously, it's Kenny Pickett here in year two. Uh, Mike Tomlin back for year 1,000 at uh, head coach there in Pittsburgh. Uh, he hasn't won a playoff game in a long, long time, but I think he's still got very good job security given year in, year out. He gets the best out of this team, but uh, it's getting to be you know, put up or shut up time. It's been, I believe, since 2015 since the Steelers have won a playoff game. Yes, they've had a winning record every year, but... Might be a little tiny, tiny bit of hot seat action there for Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Uh, in 2022, they were 26th in scoring offense, 11th in scoring defense. On offense, they really haven't added much. I mean, it's literally just Allen Robinson. Um, last year was a 24th ranked pack, passing attack, and all they add is Allen Robinson, who's at the very tail end of his career. Um, it's basically, you know, a year two leap from Pickett and Pickens would be the only scenario where I can see that offense being great. Um, I am super high on George Pickens, as I know you are, but I mean, Pickett, I didn't see enough last year to think that there's going to be this massive year two leap. Would you have him going again? I actually have him going nine and eight, but it's like Cleveland. Oh, where it's see, okay, we're not. It. See, we're not that. I actually have him going ten and seven and making the playoffs. Oh wow! Okay, not a lot of people have Pittsburgh making it, so that's like get, I make the case. I am a little I, the whole two glove thing with Kenny Pickett is a little, still a little weird. Will always be weird, but I I actually think he, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be like a top ten or fifteen guy, but I think he's gonna have a even better year than he did. He he had a not terrible year last year, mm-hmm. and he finished uh, strong. Yeah, Najee Harris, solid running back. Although the guy behind him, Jalen Warren, is getting a whole lot of. Uh, run and uh, I read an article the other day saying he should be the number one guy. I love George Pickens. I think he's the number one. I think Deontay Johnson's decent number two. And uh, yeah, I, I I mean especially if T.J. Watt stays healthy. I, I mean I think Pittsburgh. I was shocked at at their record last year. What they finish? I mean nine and eight last year. Yeah. yeah, and they should not have. They were not a nine and eight team. And mm-hmm. and uh, and and again, I'm just going back to their schedule, like. Wishful thinking they start out with a loss against the Niners, but <laughs> okay. Cleveland, Vegas, Houston, Baltimore. Okay, tough game, but possible. Rams, Jaguar, Jaguars will be tough. Tennessee, Packers without Aaron Rodgers. They also get Arizona, New England, Indy. Oh, and then they finish with Cincinnati, Seattle, Baltimore. That's tough. They finished. I also had. I believe I had them fit nine and five, and then losing their final three games. So at one point this season, I do think Pittsburgh is going to be ranked pretty high in the AFC. It's a tough end of the schedule, but you like Pickens. I love Pickens. And I think I, I think Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's obviously solid, but I, I, he people are kind of. I, I watch something saying like, does he get credit for never having a losing season? I'm like, that's a good point. I don't know if he gets credit for it, but like, I mean, they're going to be solid. They're going to be. Uh, I think they're so definitely going to be better than Cleveland, but I, I think they finished ten and seven, which I believe had the Ravens finish ten. But I think Pittsburgh somehow wins a tiebreaker with the like conference record. Okay, wow. So uh, for defense for them last year, they were eleventh in scoring defense. They add the former Viking Patrick Peterson. Uh, they add a bunch of defensive draft picks, including Joey Porter Jr., who's probably going to be the corner opposite. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's and cool. He got have... that pick and handed it to his dad. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. And then, of the uh, draft. But even their other guy, they they took the tackle, Georgia. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, I you think put Pittsburgh. Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt fully Minka Fitzpatrick healthy. had a damn good year last year. I mean, if those two are healthy, you know, Pickett just kind of needs to be a game manager in certain situations, especially with how easy that schedule is. So I got him nine and eight. You got him ten and seven. Uh, Joey is definitely high on Pittsburgh, um, and I am high on Baltimore. Um, he is down on Cleveland, and I have them right about where expected. So AFC North, we're both in agreement that it is Cincinnati's division. Uh, as long as Burrow's there and healthy, you know, it should be their division. Uh, I got Baltimore nipping at their heels, and you got Pittsburgh nipping at them. So that's our thoughts on the AFC North. Let's pop over to the AFC West, and we all know who's going to win the AFC West. I think uh, any result of Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the Raiders going 15-2. and two and No, I'm just kidding. You can, um, you can th- turn th- off the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, turn off Madden, which when, uh, just came out today. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to spend the money on that, given that oh, they I never update. I actually actually even bought the deluxe one. I was a, I splurged. I wish I didn't, because <laughs> honestly, the game's horrible. Yeah, EA is just they 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 put the bare minimum into it every year. 
but we always but like me, it. like I just keep buying it for the roster. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Still like, I can't, I can't throw the ball with Jimmy anymore. Like it's <laughs> over. You're like, I need Purdy to be yeah. updated to like 80 overall instead of 65 or whatever they had him at. I, when he <laughs> he was terrible last year. Like it pissed me off because he'd play with them and it's like he just he played like Mister Irrelevant. I'm like, fix it. Come on, Chad Ochocinco, <laughs> don't you don't you run this now? But yeah. All right, let's start with the AFC West. Kansas City's over-under is at 11.5, shaded majorly to the over. Uh, they're minus 200 to win the division. By far uh, the biggest favorite to win any division in the NFL, minus 200. Last year, they were the number one offense in the NFL in passing, scoring, uh, and total offense. They were 16th on defense, but it's not usually a huge deal when you're number one in literally everything on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Donovan Smith is kind of the only new face on offense. He's the left tackle going to be tasked with replacing Orlando Brown. Um, I guess rushing attack would be the only concern on offense for them. Last year, 16th wasn't great. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would definitely be considered a bust at this point, I believe. Uh, Pacheco has basically taken over as RB1 with Jarek McKinnon as the third down back. And then on defense, uh, former 49er Charles Omenahu is kind of the only veteran add. Um, I, I think the defense in Kansas City might see a little bit of a slip here. Um, not enough though to like knock them off their perch at the top of the AFC, but uh, I do have them going 12 and five and being the number one seed in the AFC because they play Cincinnati and Buffalo at home. I think they win both of those. I think they have the tiebreaker over both if necessary. I got Kansas City is the one seed, 12 and five. Joey, I'd imagine you're in a similar spot. Yeah, 13 and four. I mean, what else? They're the best team in the league. And, and really have it. been since 2018. I mean, just like, they, I, I, someone asked Mahomes, I saw, like, are you a dynasty? And credit to him, he was like, no, not yet. But we're like, like, that's a whole other debate, by the way. I saw this is really good. Like, what's your, uh, what, are, what are your, like, qualifications for, like, a, just a sports dynasty? Because mm-hmm. um, he said, like, oh, you win one or something, like, your dynasty. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's more than that. But anyways. No, they're the best team in the league. I, I think, by the just an aside, I say three titles in a five-year span or better would be a dynasty. See, I said that. Um, I think three out of four is, is like, okay, you're more than like a dynasty. I think three out of five, and then, but my other thing is one of them has to be like, you have to go back-to-back at least okay. once. Hmm. Like, if you went three out of, like, I think the Spurs, like, one did that, like, one ever, yeah. like, like the Giants did, like... You have to if you win three out of five, like one of those has to be back to back. That's my uh, that's my that's dynasty. Your TED talk. Yeah, that's my TED talk. But no, <laughs> can't, I don't. Kansas City. Andy Reid is the best coach in the league. Patrick Holmes is the best quarterback in the league. Travis Kelsey might be the best weapon in the league. I mean, their only problem is if they get Chris Jones signed. Um, whatever that's, they do, which it's is interesting incredible. because that's it sounds like problem. which it sounds like. Honestly, like from what I've kind of just read and watched on TV and stuff. I I'm I don't think they're going to pay him. Mhm. Like I they just seem like one of those teams that's got like a philosophy and like we got we got Andy Reid, we got Mahomes and like Kelsey and like everything else replaceable. 1 million percent replaceable. <laughs> like you Chris Jones are one of them. Which sucks for him, but I mean not really cuz he'll get paid by somebody. Just might might not be the Chiefs. Um but yeah, I, I think I don't know what else there to say. Yeah, the best Kansas City by far and away the best team. I think minus two hundred. Yeah, I mean it should be minus like four hundred five. I mean, I think that's such a solid bet. You know, minus two hundred to win the division on Kansas City feels like free money. But it, I, I honestly, it feels like it's free money to say that the number one seed, like you said, yeah. I like when you I mean, get, they get both. They get Denver and, and the Raiders four times. Yeah, and they also and get, they, they you just know, the murder two toughest games on their schedule are at home. So I could know, be, I think, is Mahomes still like undefeated on the road in the division? I, I, he definitely is. I believe they went three and zero last year in the division. So he's got to be like, what is it like eighteen and zero or something? It's some ridiculous thing. I mean, the AFC Championship's been played in Arrowhead since we were. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it insane. used to be always at Gillette, and now it's always at Arrowhead. The AFC Invitational, the AFC yeah. Kansas City Invitational. That's what yeah, it is. where's it gonna? Where's it gonna? Who's coming into town this year in uh, late January? Uh, we'll see next week when we make our season predictions. Um, okay, let's go to our our next one. 
I have the Chargers uh, finishing second in the division. Their over-under is 9.5. They're plus 335 to win the division, so they're the second shot there. Um, it's Justin Herbert, and it's uh, Brandon Staley coming back. I think Brandon Staley is on the mega, super, ultra hot seat. Um, they were 13th in offense, 21st in defense last year. Basically completely unchanged on offense uh, from 2022 roster wise the only difference is Kellen Moore comes in and he's tasked with elevating Herbert hopefully to like an MVP level and then Eckler's got to stay healthy I think if if Herbert takes another leap and if Eckler is healthy this team does have a very high ceiling I just always keep their ceiling just a little bit lower than that for two reasons number one the defense has regressed each year under Brandon Staley. And this is a guy who hangs Not good out if on you're, defense. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm like, that's a huge worry, number one. And then number two, this is, of all the teams in sports, of all the 128 teams or whatever in professional sports, this is the team with the least home field advantage in, in, in America. It's insane. Every single game they play is a road game. Uh, and I don't think you can, like, say – Hey, I see them going 13 and 4 cuz I just love Herbert and I love this roster. I'm like, "Cool. Show me a game on their schedule where they won't have a silent count at home." Like it's it's a tough situation for Chargers fans in that yet again for the 5 millionth straight year, you have a very intriguing roster, you have a very good quarterback, you have a coach who I think is okay, but I mean, how can you be expected to go any more than 9 and 8, which is where I have them, uh, when you're playing basically every game on the road? Joey, where do you have the Chargers? Uh, I'm a little higher, very little higher, 10 and seven. Um, I really like the guy they took out of TCU, uh, Quentin Johnson, the receiver, um, mm-hmm. big, long guy. Yeah. I mean, they have the second best quarterback in the division, arguably, well, I guess in the AFC he might still be like fourth or fifth, but they're so much better than the NFC. I mean, he, Justin Herbert is really good. I mean, they have for being a team that underachieves every year, I mean, partially due to injuries, partially due to what many people would call suboptimal coaching. Um, Chargering. Yeah. I mean, they have stars everywhere, um, offense and defense. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the home home field disadvantage is a problem. Um, but I still think they're too talented to, to not go 10-7 and seven and – and uh, make the playoffs. Um, I mean, had they held on last year in Jacksonville and not completed that epic collapse, they probably put a, would have put up a pretty good fight in Kansas City. I think, um, you know, yeah, obviously they did earlier in the season offense, that year. Uh, I remember that that first. I think that was the first ever game on uh, Amazon. I almost feel like they play better on the road too. Like when I watch them on the road, I'm like, damn, this is a pretty good team. But then when they're at home, you're like. Man, this is wild. Like they're in their home stadium. Their logo is on the fifty yard line, but like You know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy too is like I don't know if I don't know how I feel about like uh, MetLife with the Giants and Jets, but even when they're at home, it not even just the crowd part of it. It doesn't even feel like it's their stadium. It feels like mm-hmm. the Rams stadium. Maybe it's because they played there and won a Super Bowl there, the Rams. Mm-hmm. But it does it does still just doesn't even feel like they have a home. Mm-hmm. Which Looks like it bleeds itself onto the onto the field, but yeah, I still think they go ten and seven and and, and make the playoffs as probably the seven seed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, I got them just missing out on the playoffs, but nine and eight, so you got them ten and seven, maybe squeaking in there. Uh, next team in the division, Denver. Uh, they're over under set at eight and a half. Uh, they're plus six seventy five to win the division. If you really believe in Sean Payton and the resurrection of Big Russ. Uh, last year they were 32nd in offense, 14th on defense. 14th on defense with the 32nd offense. Hell of a performance by Ajiro Averro and that Denver defense in the face of just an abject disaster on the other side of the ball last year. Uh, so Nathaniel Hackett's out. Sean Payton's in. Uh, Big Mike, Mike McGlinchey is in. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan. Is he? <laughs> is he? Because I haven't. He, I think he's. I think he's missed most of training camp either with uh, personal leave or injuries. Like. Oh, come on, Mike. Is he going to be there week one? We shall see. Uh, Marquez Callaway, Troutman, all these former Saints are uh, joining Sean Payton there in Denver. Um, it's a complete overhaul, but this is Russ in year 12. and I mean, we got to find out what he is. I think we'll know in the first four weeks whether 
Sean Payton can kind of get Russ back to what he was, you know, pre-Broncos days, or if this is really it for him and he's got to start looking to the future. Um, on defense, Ejiro Vero's out. Vance Joseph, the former Bronco head coach, is in at the defensive coordinator spot. I still think this is an elite unit. Um, I think they did a great job in 2022, all things considered. Um, for me, really, nobody behind Pat Sertan is like an elite talent, but it's still a very good defense at all three levels. I have them going eight and nine just because of number one, they got to play Kansas City and and the Chargers twice, and number two, I mean, it's just tough to turn that situation around that quickly. I do think they'll be better, uh, but eight and nine and missing the playoffs for me. I got them going seven and ten. Um, I think I, I think they'll be better. Um, Although Russ did look good against the Niners from what I watched uh, watched on TV Saturday night. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean Payton is going to make them better. Russ, boy, it was tough last year. It's hard, for, it's, hard, it's hard for me to see them making the playoffs after what I, I, what I saw last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pat Sertan is the best cover corner in the league. Um, I think, you know, Javante Williams hopefully staying healthy. He, he was, I mean... I think I had him on a couple fantasy teams. Uh, uh, I think when he's, he's healthy. Yeah, Oof. when he's healthy, I think he's really good. Their offensive line was a big problem last year. I, I mean, I'd like to say they fixed it with Big Mike, but who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I think they'll be better. The whole Sean Payton, I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was such a, a stiff. I well, I kind of knew he was, but I didn't know he was such uptight about training camp. I heard the story about the uh, – like no bucket hats, like uh, no, uh, like nothing on the sideline. We're, we're a business. This is this is a this is a this is a job. Denver Broncos. Yeah, I heard about like he's got this whole thing about bucket hats. Interesting. And like this is this is this is not a this is not a retreat. This is training yeah. camp. The whole war of words with him and Hackett was wild too. Like a guy who that just was got just a- that was the that I don't care if you thought Nathaniel Hackett was just like the worst coach ever, which he might have been. But I, why? Like, like Sean Payton, like, why? I, I don't, like, you're, you've done so, like, the only thing that, that can do is just people think you're a dick. People yeah, already terrib- think you're a dick. But. It was kind of a terrible way to start because that whole situation is like, obviously Denver fans want to love the guy, and Russell Wilson wants to love the guy. And he literally starts his tenure by being like, the guy before me was the dumbest shithead who ever lived. I was like, dude. What are we doing? You don't work for Fox anymore. You're a head coach getting paid twenty million a year in Walmart money. Like, it's a business, as he says. Like, come on. Yeah, man. he, he uh, yeah. I don't get it. I think they'll be better, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have them eight and nine. You have them seven and ten. Definitely not looking at them as any kind of a contender. Um, next up is the Raiders. Um, they're over under set at six and a half shaded majorly to the under. Uh, they're 13 to one to win the division. Only Arizona is a bigger long shot to win their division than the Raiders are obviously. Cause they got such a juggernaut at the top there. Uh, 12th on offense, 26th on defense last year, uh, car out, Jimmy in, uh, Jacoby Myers, Deandre Carter, um, you know, Philip Dorsett in uh, rookie tight end, Michael Myers going to have to replace Waller. Um, injuries were a huge problem last year, probably likely to be problem again this year, given their quarterback just cannot stay healthy. He hasn't at any point in the last, you know, four or five seasons. There's always an injury worry with Jimmy. Um, but I mean, you are pretty confident in their backup quarterback situation. So, uh, I don't Aiden think Connell looks good. Are... Aiden O'Connell looks good. The one thing I want to point out about the Raiders is I they have a schedule that I believe is actually pretty favorable. Um, their defense was awful in 2022 in all facets, but Max Crosby is probably the best pure pass rushing defensive end in the league right now. Um, I could I, he I believe he finished like sixth in the NFL 100, so clearly he has the respect of his fellow players who think this is probably the best D end in football right now. Um, rookie defensive end Tyree Wilson is going to be instant impact, and then the secondary is a bit of a red flag. I think McDaniels may already be on the hot seat. I know it's a long-term project, and they're trying to be Patriots West, but every other team that's tried to do that, like the Lions and whoever, it's always been a disaster. I do, and you're going to hate this, have them going 8-9 and nine and finishing last in the division, but I have them 8-9 and nine just because the schedule is relatively favorable. Uh, I would imagine you have them a little bit lower than that. I think they go six and eleven, okay. and uh, yeah, Jimmy ain't gonna play the whole season, but who knows? That could be a good thing. Still love you, Jimmy. Uh, 
I love their pick. The Tyree Wilson is a uh, from Texas Tech. Uh, I, I loved him uh, in the draft. Uh, yeah, I, I think Max Crosby's a baller, but the rest of that defense is sus. holes everywhere. <laughs> yes, sus. <laughs> um, I thought the Darren Waller trade was nice because he was just a whole lot of cap for a whole lot of not being available. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Mary, a lot of people had him as the number one tight end coming out, um, but he I don't think he was the first tight end taken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Josh Jacobs, who knows how happy he is if he even shows up and plays. Um, their offensive line is, I, I think, okay. Um, Devontae Adams' number is going to go way down. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy doesn't throw the ball past five yards. Um, yeah, no, I, I – not yeah, Josh, right like there. you said, like you said, everything Patriots West, Patriots North, Patriots South, Patriots New England has just been a flaming pile of sus ever since forever. But it's been a it's been a it seems that the Patriot way only works when you have Tom Brady, including in New England. I like, said this before. The Patriot way is the TB12 method. That's what it is. As soon as TB12 is gone, you have no way. It didn't work for Cronell in Houston. It didn't and uh, in uh, Kansas City as well. It didn't work for Mangini in New York. It didn't work for Patricia in Detroit. I mean, Bill O'Brien is probably the only one that's had a modicum of success. But man, I mean, the Patriot way not having a good run here the past few years. So uh, you got the Raiders finishing six and eleven. I got them finish eight and nine. I don't think a soul alive is going to pick them to make the playoffs, given how challenging that division is. So that's our AFC West preview. We got KC on top. We got the Chargers second. We got Denver third, and we got the Raiders bringing up the rear. Let's head over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. Bunch of candidates again this week. Uh, let's start off with Will Levis, who was inactive for the game against the Vikings uh, last Saturday. Um, all reports out of, out of camp are that he is the clear QB3. This is a guy who was talked about as possibly the number one, number two overall pick, you know, three, four months ago. And now he cannot beat out Malik Willis for the number two job. Uh, all sorts of reports out of Titans camp that it is Ryan Tannehill's job. And if he falters, it may not even be Levis who gets that shot to replace him. Like, big slide for Will Levis. So I had to put him on the list. That guy... Something has happened to him in the last four or five months. Um, And then Jake Moody. Uh, I told you about my report uh, from my buddy who was at Niners training camp saying, man, he is just banging these 50-yarders that are just amazing. But, like, he's like, hey, electric leg. But a lot of reports out of Niners camp and in the game on uh, last Saturday. Man, little shaky there for Moody. Uh, hoping he's not Roberto Aguayo 2.0, but I mean it's a possibility uh, that he. It was could a, be a he needed that kick to to win the week two of the preseason. Woo! Um, <laughs> he but he needed it. He it, needed it. It's it, been rough, man. It reminds yeah. me of Daniel Carlson with the Vikings. Like he was so bad so early. Wait a minute. My, wait, wait. You mean the like the Raider guy? He was the Vikings draft. No, pick wait! 20... I did not know that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh my God! That we picked a him, I believe, in, in the fifth round in 2019 or 2018 to replace Blair Walsh, and then he was awful in preseason. He missed, I believe, two extra points in Week One, and then Zimmer was like, "Can't deal with this guy. Cut him." Raiders picked him up, and now he's elite, of course. But I, I don't want that for your boy the Jake Moody. But Rockets. Yeah. I've had Daniel Carlson, I think, like three straight years in fantasy, and and oh my, he's. He's not. He's he's not Justin Tucker, but boy, he's pretty. He's damn in the good. top two or three for sure. Um, um, so Moody, who are you going yeah. with? Yeah, Jack and the Bum of the Week. Jack I mean, and the Bum of the Week. I can't give. I can't give it to you, Bum of the Week, if you make a game-winning kick, even though you missed an extra point again. <laughs> and uh, it's preseason. Who cares? Um, Jack and the Bum of the Week. Let's go. You suggested this, and and uh, well, there's nothing else going on, and uh, it is kind of a bummer. But Jack and the Bum of the Week is preseason football in general. Um, I was even just thinking preseason injuries because there sure as heck seems a lot like a lot of guys are going on stretchers. Um, Patriots Packers ended early because uh, a uh, player got taken out on a stretcher. I was say preseason ties. Like, what are we doing? Like, just don't even play. I, I was even watching them. I was like, I was like, I can't wait until we go to two preseason games and 
18 regular season. <laughs> I wish we could do two preseason and 16 regular season because it makes the you know makes the games more valuable. Yeah. But you know, money talks and that shit won't happen. Um, but yeah, preseason football kind of a blue ball moment here. We're so close to the regular season. Um, at least we don't have four. At least there's only three. God. Yeah, I uh, remember the bygone days of you know the the um, Hall of Fame game being in like almost like late July, and you're like, my God, football doesn't start for five weeks. You know what's you know what's interesting is like it'd be like, you know, the NBA or NHL they have like 82 regular season games. Like four preseason games is, at the time was a quarter of your schedule. That'd be like playing twenty preseason games in one of those sports. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it that way. That'd be like if spring training was like, what would that be? Forty five games long, yeah. or forty games long. That would. Be I feel nuts. like it is pretty long, but I could kind of see it in baseball. Get your timing. And stuff. I don't know. For some reason, it seems less weird in baseball. But preseason football. Why on God's green earth were we playing four? Why are we playing three? Let's just, just get, get down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, that's two I, less games. Jake Moody can miss kicks in. <laughs> I get it. It's like, man. Think about that. I, like, how many you, people always say, like, oh, we need four. We need three, four games to, like, you know, see what see what guys got. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, like, what if, what if there's too many games for some of these guys? Like, what if that, like, you know, I almost gave the jack in the bum of the week to Ronnie Bell. Second week in a row, Niners guy hits him right in the hands, pops up for a interception. <laughs> but other than that, I think he's been damn good as a as a guy that we took in the sixth round. He's like a little baby Debo. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you catch the ball, Jake Moody, make some kicks, and let's get this preseason over with. <laughs> exactly, it's like man. You know, preseason, it's like, I get that you got to figure out who your third tight end is. You got to figure out who your, you know, seventh or eighth defensive lineman on the roster is. Who's going to be the gunner on the (laughs) kickoff that we're just going to kick into the end zone anyway? Could we not figure this out in scrimmages and practices? Like, oh my gosh. Although I will say, say last night, watched uh, some highlights of it, and I saw Colin Coward talk about it this morning. Like, he was like, there is more effort in that game than like the entire NBA regular season. It's so true. Everybody's <laughs> fighting for a job. Like it's just like you want you want to know why these ratings are so damn high? Like just watch last night. Like the he was like the Baltimore Ravens actually cared to keep their 24 game preseason winning streak alive. <laughs> yeah, that preseason Monday night football game probably got better ratings than the other three sports like uh championships like, you know, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup uh, final and then the World Series probably didn't rate as well as preseason Monday Night Football last night. It's insane. I can't believe it was Buck and Aikman too. I mean, I guess who else would it be? But I'm like, you guys call it preseason? Like, oh, like we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. <laughs> what else am I gonna do on a Monday? Watch my kid. <laughs> yeah, he can watch with you. Why not? Preseason football. Jack and the bum of the week. Uh, let's go over to my you like that picks of the week. Um, I. I have to take Baltimore over ten and a half plus one hundred five. I have them finishing twelve and five. Uh, I think that's very good value. Um, I think this is a team that yes, they may have a challenging schedule. Yes, playing you know Cincinnati twice is is difficult, um, but I think the continuity there with Harbaugh we saw yesterday. I mean Harbaugh teams are just buttoned up. I mean it doesn't matter if it's preseason, regular season, postseason. The postseason game last year where they had uh, Huntley and didn't even have Lamar. They were so close to winning that hey, game. Hey Tyler Huntley was a Pro Bowler. <laughs> Yeah, what does the Pro Bowl mean in 2023? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I got to go Baltimore uh, over 10.5 plus 105. I think that's, you know, a solid bet. I think they get to at least 11-6 and given their schedule. And then I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm taking the Raiders over 6.5 plus 110. I have them finishing 8-9. and I just think the schedule is so cake, and I think there's so much pressure on Josh McDaniels that you have to take a look at it here. Not a lot. I I remember at the beginning of the offseason – they were set at seven and a half. It's fallen to six and a half. And now it's fallen to six and a half where the over pays you more money than you bet in. So I'm like, okay, at this point I'll take it. So I'll take Raiders over six and a half for my AFC West pick. So there's your, uh, you like that picks for the AFC North and AFC West preview pod. We're going Baltimore over 10 and a half plus 105 and the Raiders over six and a half plus 110. Joey, it's time for your feels great, baby. Your wildest take you feel best about currently. Uh, what are you going with here? I think you're keeping it close to home. 
Yeah, uh, I feel pretty great about uh, Nikki Bosa signing pretty soon. Um, I saw uh, on uh, an update that he was in New York City today, which he doesn't live there. He lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, but his agent is in uh, New York City, and people are speculating that he flew there to sign a big fat check or a big <laughs> contract that will include a big fat check. So wishful thinking again. I'm hoping he signs pretty soon because, well, I'm sure he's in phenomenal shape, but he needs to get into football shape um, and uh, just uh, get the good vibes going, bring him back home. And, and uh, I fully expect him to be the highest paid defensive player ever. <clears throat> it it sounded like from day one he wanted to get paid more than Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. um, which with the way the cap's going up, I mean, like, why not? I mean, your money could go. Your money could be spent in worse places, you know, like you could uh, you could spend it on trailers. Yeah, if not him, who? Who deserves it more than that guy with like, the way he's played? Yeah, I mean, he like the only thing that you could say is if he's been healthy, but he's, he's proven he's been healthy. Um, he makes everyone else better. I mean, they need him. I mean, like, honestly, I'm, I'm, I, they have so many good players on defense, but at the same time, I'm still kind of shocked they're the number one defense because, you know, and to get super, like, off topic, but they have such a gaping hole in the interior. And like, I know they signed Javon Hargrave, but they, the Niners are going to get run on up the middle consistently, especially if any of those guys get hurt. And it only makes it worse. The one game he missed last year was Atlanta and Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons just ran up and down the field. Um, but yeah, feel pretty good about him getting signed and, uh, getting back, uh, back to business. Um, He's Whatever. the straw that I don't stirs care. the drink. Whatever. Show up Show up Saturday before week one. I don't care. He'll be ready to go. Just don't miss week one. Yeah, defensive play. And I don't think the Niners wanted it. to make – I don't think the Niners wanted to miss it. So, it, it's so many like Jonathan Taylor, zero leverage. Nick Bosa, <laughs> I, I think the Niners are like, shit, we might have to write a blank check. <laughs> like, uh-oh. That's the difference Same between thing with like defensive Justin Jefferson and running back. Like – what are you gonna say if you're if you're Minnesota, like with uh, Justin Jefferson? <laughs> exactly, like just a blank check for him too. It's like if you're like a if he says I want Madden, uh, he says I want you know what did Tyreek get thirty he says I want thirty two thirty three hell thirty five the cap's going up. I mean unless you're like making ten million more than like the second best receiver, like okay bring it down a little bit, bud. Um, but yeah, like what are you gonna do? I, as long as the cap keeps going up, there's no problem with paying the best player on your team, you know, whatever the new going Other guys see is. it, too. Other players on the team see it. Like, if you don't pay him, like, what the hell are you going to do to me? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you think, Nick, what, if you had to guess, what do you think the deal is going to be? You think it's going to be, like, four for one? I think it's going to be forty. Th- I think – what does that come down to? 35 a year? No, I, I mean, it could – I think it – I think it's going to be like 33 and a half. 33. Because uh, what does Aaron Donald make? 31? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be just a couple million more than him. And, and uh, but so the like guaranteed, I, I think guaranteed is going to be like 125. Wow. He's going to get paid. They're going to back up the Brinks truck at the Bosa household and just say, he's going to get go more than his brother. Yeah, because he can stay on the field a lot more than, than Joey. Joey Bosa had a tough uh, tough end of the season last year, throwing his helmet and everything. Yeah, and he, I believe he only played five games last year, Joey Bosa. But, all right, so you think Nick Bosa's re-signing. You think it's happening soon. I hope it, and you, I hope it is. Your prediction is going to be, what, four years, $132 million for like $33 million a year. So uh, good times for the Bosa brothers right now. Uh, extremely high paid and um, looking yeah. like a good season for the Niners ahead if they can get that one thing off their plate. Uh, and dealt with. Um, all right, so that's your feels great, baby. Nick Bosa's ending his holdout and signing soon. Let's close the pod. Let's uh, discuss anything that happened outside of football this week. I wanted to do, so we always do these where we just like, it all started when we did a Thanksgiving pod and we were like, oh, let's talk about our favorite Thanksgiving foods. I was I had this thought the other day. I went to a, a A's Dodgers game recently and I just walked around the entire stadium. I also did this in Coors Field in Denver when we saw uh, the Rockies against... Um, 
against the Yankees. This was about a month ago. I always do a full lap so I can see every single food stall in the stadium and then make my call. You know, I get to the stadium early, I do a full lap, and then I'm like, all right, this is what I need. So I think we got to do our top five attending a sporting event foods. And, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a draft here. We can obviously pick, you know, the same thing twice. So if my number one is your number one, I get it. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off here. You start with five or one, four? No, I'm starting at number one. Oh. We're gonna go one to five. Oh. Unless unless you think you can do, I mean, I can. Uh, let's do five to one. I'm fine with that too because we'll work our way up. Yeah, to we gotta it. work. We gotta work our way up. Okay, so I'm gonna start with five. Number five for me is the classic chicken tenders and fries. I think you get this in okay. a lot of a lot of places. I I knew you weren't gonna like that one, but. Uh, a lot of places you can get it pretty decent. That's like kind of my like fail safe. I used to always get this at the Shark Tank. I would be like, get me some buffalo chicken with fries and some ranch. I know they can't really screw that up. So that's kind of a staple. I had that at number five. And by the way, we can't have alcoholic beverages on here. So this is just, you know, food or desserts or whatever. So I have this number five chicken tenders. What are you going with? It's a little simple to start. But I like the big giant box of popcorn. Okay. I love popcorn loaded with mm-hmm. butter. It's not like my. It's not like uh, you know. It's, it's not fancy. It's not fancy. But you can get it everywhere. Cheaper than most. I will say just to cut you off here. I have that at number four. I have popcorn at number four. I feel like stadium popcorn is a step down from movie theater popcorn, Definitely. but still good. Still, you know, worthy of a spot on the list. So I had popcorn number four. What's your number four? Like the hottest, saltiest pretzel with cheese you've ever seen. <laughs> Do you like when it has like all those big, gigantic grains of salt yes. on it? Or you, okay, I love that too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Rub and butter. You, I don't like beer batter though. Like huge beer fan, but like at beer battered anything, like I don't know that it throws me off. Mm-hmm. But just regular, super salted, super cheesy pretzel. Okay, that's a, that's a solid pick. I think that probably would have been my number six, just behind the chicken tenders. I love a good pretzel at a ball game. Uh, number three for me, you're gonna hate this one. I'm going with the soft serve in the helmet that you get at baseball oh. games. I love the dessert. I, whenever I go to a game, I always have my you know standard food you know i have to have a beer and a dog or whatever and then i'll have you know maybe a peanuts or a popcorn but i always finish with the soft serve in a cup if they have it if they have it in the in the in the helmet like i got the dodger helmet the other day i got the rockies helmet at at uh, coors field like i always love going just vanilla or vanilla chocolate swirl soft serve that's going to be my number three what are you at number three hot dog ballpark dog big long sausage yeah prefer like sesame bun you know i like again i like the texture relish mustard onions love it that's your standard ballpark dog is relish mustard and onions yeah so i'll I'll go mustard and sauerkraut if they have it if they don't have kraut then i do rest uh mustard relish onions that's kind of the the classic. As long as there's no ketchup on that thing. Yeah, no, I don't put ketchup. No, no way. No uh, I have the dog. I have the dog number two. So that was okay. my number two. I I will say I like it when it's grilled though. If it's like one of those kind of boiled dogs where then no. the, the bun gets soggy. No, I want it to be like crunchy. Can't do it. Yeah, can't it, do it. <laughs> it's got to be on the flat top grill. You know, right behind where you're making your order, and you see dozens of them just sitting there getting the grill marks. You're like, yes. I need this. So that's my number two is the hot dog for sure. And I go, I go kraut and mustard or I go, you know, the classic mustard, relish and onions. What are you going? Number two. Kind of like you, like the helmet type, but not a ice cream uh, loaded nachos. Okay. I, I know you're a nacho. Nacho man. cheesy. Uh, I wasn't a jalapeno guy, but now I am like, I'd love jalapenos loaded with onions, cheese, Ground beef? Chicken. Chicken, okay. I love chicken. Uh, it could be in a helmet, could not. Doesn't matter. But yeah, love nachos. Loaded nachos. Loaded okay. nachos. That's going number two. For me, number one, drum roll please, it's going to be garlic fries. My absolute oh, favorite. shit. <laughs> 
Whenever see, I, go I didn't consider that a food. I consider that like a side. Oh, I love garlic fries. <laughs> garlic oh, fries. Okay. That's going to be my okay. number one. If that's a whole. Oh, that changes things. <laughs> I remember every time I would definitely, go to a but they're game. definitely at least number. They're way ahead of pretzels and popcorn. I. That's my bad. I totally forgot. Every time you and I used to go to the Sharks game, I would be like, garlic fries is a must. I'll figure everything else out after that. I hate the fucking San Francisco Giants, but uh, Oracle Park has an unbelievable garlic fry. Coliseum, little soggy. I was at the Dodger game the other day. Their garlic fries, not great, but I mean, good garlic fries at a game, as good as it gets. Because you don't really get those a lot of other places. Sometimes you get them at like one of those places that's like crap. They can either be like done really well or really bad. But when they're good, they are so they're good. good. I, like, oh. <laughs> I could eat just an, like pound. That's a good. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay. I'm curious what your number one is because you already got the dog and the nachos off the board. Chicken and fries at the Sharks game. Oh wow! Okay. I, see, like I said, I love chicken. I've been getting that for like 15 years. I was getting it when it was like seven dollars, and now it's like twenty-two. <laughs> But yeah, chicken strips and fries. Oh, I love it. I just the I barbecue ranch. I I love the chicken tenders. Chicken tenders and fries. Put them with cheese. I don't care. I love chicken tenders and fries. That's love always it. been your go-to at the love Shark it. Tank for love sure. Love it, love it, love it. But garlic yeah. fries, damn. Uh, you know what? I probably put them above the hot dog. Wow. All right, garlic. I don't know fries. if they're nachos because again, <laughs> I are they. Do I want to? Do I want to just eat garlic fries? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like if I it's got garlic go fries, with something. Yeah, if I got garlic, it's like you put the chicken tenders with the garlic fries. <laughs> I don't care Look if my out. team loses. <laughs> At that point, you're like, I just hope both teams have fun. I'm having yeah, a great exactly, time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, there's a place. Right. That, there's a place close to where we live that. Uh, has a sell like ballpark garlic. It's like a diner place. They sell bar, ballpark garlic fries. Mm. Oh, I get them every time with with a burger though. Like I couldn't get like them just it. Like because like, it feels gross when you get to the bottom and it's nothing but garlic. If you're eating that while you're eating something, do you take else, a spoon okay. to it at the I'll end? Do, I'll, I'll do the I'll do the little you know the pinch. I grab all of it at the end and just go for it. Heck it's yeah. like oh, it's always garlic and parsley and salt and it's just so good. Absolutely elite. So garlic fries, my number one. You got uh, the chicken tenders and fries is yeah. your number one for ballpark foods. Um, how's it going, man, with, with fatherhood? Any updates this week before we close the pod? No, it's been uh, – how old is he? Is he a month old? Today. Wow. Oh, Today. dude, you want to debate? You want to freaking debate, dude. If <laughs> my if Kayla, my wife Kayla's listening – which she might be. She listened to the whole one last time because, you know, she's up for hours on hours on hours <laughs> at night. And, you know, if my uh, mother-in-law is listening, anyone, we had this huge debate. Okay. You saw because you still have uh, uh, Instagram <laughs> and stuff. Kayla put a – I guess she put out a, a post the other day um, saying, like, oh, he's uh, one month. Mm-hmm. And she – sent the same picture into the group chat with like me and my parents and my sister. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, it's cute. Yeah. Wow. Look at him. He's so cute. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And my dad's just like, he's not a month. He's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's born on the 22nd. She posted it. What? Three days. Yeah. early. And yeah. And so, like, I thought the same thing, but I'm like, I'm not going to tell my wife she's wrong in this group chat. Like, <laughs> but my dad was like, he's not a month, like, in the group chat, and, and no one answers, right? Yeah. And so we, like, later that day, we go to, like, uh, her family around the corner, uh, about 10 minutes away, and we have the same debate. And it's, like, literally split down the middle. Because, like, me, I'm, like, literally there's one right answer, and he was born on the 22nd, so a month would be the 22nd. <laughs> like, I don't even know what we're talking about. And then, like, you had, like, her and her mom and, like, I think maybe, like, one or two other people. They're all women, though, because – and they must think very similarly. When you count weeks in pregnancy, like, a month is just four weeks. Oh. So, like – So, it's been four it's just, weeks it, since it, he it's was – It's been four oh. weeks since he which – is, which is considered a month – in 
like pregnancy time. And then like, that was their argument. I'm like, well, you're not pregnant anymore. Like <laughs> I was here. like, I was like, I was like, his, it'd be the 22nd. Like, I was telling her like when we were all doing dumb cutesy little, like, Oh, we've been together like 14 months. Did you just pick a random day? Like, no, it was the <laughs> 22nd every month. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, yeah, but it's different. I'm like, no, it's not like, I just like, <laughs> why are you so dumb? Like, just one of like, I'm married to this. Like, <laughs> She's like, should I take the post down? I'm like, well, it's too late now. Does it look even dumber? But like, yeah, you, he's not a month. But yeah, it was like split half. People were like, no, it's four weeks. She that's just, a month. It was such and a cute like, picture. People, she's people like, like, I got to post it now. Yeah. And then people were like, well, how many months is, how many weeks is in a month? I'm like, well, like four or like five, but like, it's like somewhere in the middle. Like, like it's, it's there's all, 52 weeks in a year and there's 12 months. Yeah. So it's like 4.5 yeah, yeah, weeks exactly. a month. They're like. Yeah. It's four weeks. I'm like, well, is every month February? That's a perfect four weeks. What about the other months? Mm-hmm. I, this is a huge debate. It was, it was, it was wild. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I got to go with it's every month on the 22nd. There's no, there's no doing. You don't weeks. hate to if, say it. You just, you just correct. <laughs> I don't even, yeah. like, I don't even get it. Like I told her too. I was like, yeah, my birthday's next year. Just guess what day it is. Yeah, it's, it's 48 weeks from what yeah. it was this year. Next year, it'll be uh, March 20th. Next year, it'll be March 16th. The year after that, it'll be like March 12th. I don't know. Just keep guessing. <laughs> and I'll be very uh, upset when you don't know what day it is. We're sorry, Kayla. We're sorry this had to happen, but I'm sorry. I got to go. I, the, today is the day that he turns a month old. I, I just... You can't start counting in weeks after the pregnancy. I get during the pregnancy because you'll ask, how how far along are you? And they're like, 29 weeks. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I divide by four and add a couple. I'm like, okay, so that's, well, what would that be? I see, the whole time, <laughs> she, she was just like, it's, it's a month. I'm like, I just want to be like a, I just wanted to be like a, you know, sophomore high school teacher and be like, can you show me your work? Can <laughs> you show me how you got there? Long. Where did you carry the one here? Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh man. All right. So that was uh that was the AFC North, AFC West pod. That's the final of our uh, non premier divisions. We're yeah, there's eighteen the weeks boys. in this football season. Could be two and a half months, two months. I don't know. We're just guessing. <laughs> yeah, we're just guessing how many weeks of football there's gonna be. It's uh four months, but it's eighteen weeks, so kinda tough to do the math there, but uh uh, next week, we got the NFC North and NFC West. We're going to cover my Vikings, Joey's Niners, Evan Seahawks. We'll be back next week for that. Uh, that's the big pod for us as we head towards the 2023 season. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, uh, for another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week.